Amazon is the biggest marketplace globally. So there's everybody. On many of your, you know, ASINs, I mean SKUs on the products, there are, there are like 20 sellers and they are using repricer tools. So if you are getting there with your price, which is competitive, they can automatically adjust the price so they get your buy box. And if you are not doing that, you are losing the opportunity. Hello and welcome to the Ecom Ops Podcast. We believe that there is more than enough content focused on e-commerce marketing and not enough content celebrating the real heroes of e-commerce, those running the operation. Each week, we find and interview an e-commerce operations expert to share the secrets behind how some of this industry's most exciting businesses are run. I'm your host, Norbert Strappler, the CEO of SingSpider. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ecom Ops podcast. And today I'm talking to Adam from uh, expand.do. Hey, Adam, nice to meet you. Welcome to the show. Hi, everybody. Really glad to be here. Yeah, awesome to have you. Well, Expando uh, helps to expand on Eastern and Western e-commerce markets. Um, and you provide advice and you have a tool for connecting different marketplace platforms. Tell me a bit more about yourself and about your company. Yeah, uh, well, I'm Adam. We are from the Czech Republic, currently in two cities in the, in Prague and and, and Chinat. And we, I've been doing personal websites and I mean e-commerce for maybe more than eighteen or fifteen years. We started with with web stores, and then as we as the web stores were growing, we we were getting into new countries around Czech Republic. I mean Poland, Slovakia, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And about like five years ago, I uh, saw the opportunity of marketplaces, especially for Czech retailers, which had really no ex- experience about getting and selling on Amazon and other platforms. So I, uh, let's say, upgraded the company uh, also into cross-border marketplace e-commerce stuff. And since then, we've been helping sellers to establish and boost and expand on new markets and marketplaces. And uh, that's it. And yeah, we are also developing kind of own tool because there are no connections on local marketplaces uh, from the Czech Republic, like like Mall or Alza, so yeah, we had to we had to set up a new and own tool because the feeds and data management of the Czech e-commerce sellers were not able to be um, uh, listed or or joined API to Amazon. So we need to help. We ha- had a need to help them to make this initial connection with the products and orders. So that's why we uh, developed our own tool. But we are half half. A software provider and and uh, let's say agency with professional services. Are you already on the SP API of Amazon, or are you uh, still yes, on the yes, AWS are, SP API? We are uh, SPN. I would say f- the only one from the Czech Republic and Slovakia. Awesome. It was about one year ago. So yeah, we are SPN Amazon. How did it get uh, for you to get verified? I know that their support is quite low and you need, to, uh, especially if you want to get order data with personal data, um, you need to go through a, through a process. How was that for you, that experience? Yeah, it was quite demanding. We, we went through it, I would say, maybe three months ago and we had to, you know, um, uh, um, we had to get aligned with all the requ- requirements from this Amazon audit. 
and hopefully I ho- hope we, we made it. I believe that Amazon is, it's my personal opinion, maybe you've got some other information, but, but somehow he's, he's putting down this old API and getting a new one, which means I would say he stopped accepting uh, like uh, applications for the old one. Yeah, that's why I'm hearing from around the people. How did you get it? I say, yeah, we got it three or five years ago. So now we we've got it, and we just went under this uh, very deep and demanding audit. Awesome! Wow, yeah, this is a huge process. Did you have direct contact to Amazon, or um, did you did you um, uh, just wrote through the support? Uh, yeah, they they notified us themselves because we are doing like really. Uh, about 50,000 orders a uh, month. So probably you are somehow already big for Amazon. Mm-hmm. So they, they contacted us directly. And then there was my technical team going uh, the review of the process and data and everything. So uh, there were different different people we were talking to. Yeah, absolutely. Tell me a bit, how did you get into e-commerce at all? Well, it was, I, uh, I mean, it, uh, as I mentioned, it was uh, maybe 15 years ago. I just went by, by, by really uh, nice, uh, like public shop, like, I mean, on the street. And I get into and I say, hey, guys, what about making uh, these products online? I mean, like 15 years ago, you know, there were no, nothing like web stores anything and say, yeah, maybe we can try it. And now the company, it's called Metal Shop and they're selling rock and uh, music fashion. And now they are in 15 countries all around the Europe making really nice revenues. So that that's uh, where it all started. Mm-hmm. Cool. What do you think uh, sets Expando apart from your competition? I think uh, right now that we are really very local and we know the approach. So if you are creating services or a tool on really high developed markets where Amazon is like like Austria, Germany, UK, so the sellers, they already know what it's about. You know, they somehow do it manually. They somehow have people for that and just looking for tools or expert support. In our case, we need to get with everybody from really the beginning, you know, from setting up the account, from telling them how it should work, how, how the logistics work, and where the money are coming, how you should change the currency. So we are kind of pioneers in Central Europe, I would say. And most of our clients, there are more than uh, 100 on agency side and more than 500 on the software side. So, I mean, at, at the sellers, at the agency side, most of them, started from scratch doing marketplaces. Yeah. So we need to be that kind of adjusted. I mean, in global competition, our software, I cannot say it's any different from the other ones, but we are uh, like, let's say exclusive, I mean, in approach towards the small marketplace and Alza, which are like new emerging marketplaces, which have transformed from the biggest web stores in Czech, Czech Slovakia, and, and, mm-hmm. and also some Eastern countries countries what we are really good at for our clients and i'm really proud about it we've got really unique uh repricer tool for amazon ah, I mean, nice. like, there are many of them but we somehow hacked <laughs> the algorithms or i don't know how the guys did it but we are not <laughs> developers on on like getting the price down we know how to get the price up so once you are in a buy box and the next competitor is 20 euros 
more expensive, we can get you 15 euros, your like, you know, your margin where you would never get it because you just send send your initial data data and you, you don't know about this opportunity, how to make more margin, not only more revenues. So th- this would distinguish us in, in the terms of, of, I would say, whole Europe. And we've got yeah, also wow. customers not only from the Czech Republic, on this particular tool. How important is repricing? Um, I, I think a lot of users heard about that, yeah. but never never used it or don't know how to start with. How important is repricing? What does it mean for a vendor? It is very important. Once we launched our own repricing tool, you know, getting the prices being dynamic on Amazon, it changes the game totally. It's just, you know, Amazon is, is the biggest marketplace globally. So there's everybody. On many of your, you know, ASINs, I mean SKUs on the products, there are, there are like 20 sellers and they are using repricer tools. So if you are getting there with your price, which is competitive, they can automatically adjust the price so they get your buy box. And if you are not doing that, you are losing the opportunity. And for us, it was for some sellers, just, you know, like making this price dynamic, it brought maybe 30% 30 more revenues because they just put the prices down, you know, but just 1% or something. There was no, you know, no margin loss. I mean, no no, um, distinctive margin loss. It was only about, you know, make this half percent uh, lower and cheaper and you get the buy box. So we are doing, of course, this auto pricer to get the buy box. If the seller says, okay, I can, I can make it 5% down, do what you can. But we, um, but, uh, we are unique in the terms that he, he loses on part of the products, he loses 5%, but then on the others, we can, uh, we can earn 5%. So in generally, it's just a bigger revenue with no margin loss. But it's like, you know, Amazon is like stock exchange. The, the products, the same product is sold for a little bit different price in the morning than in the evening. So you yeah. need to have this repricer tool. Even the Amazon has one on its own. Okay, got it. And, and is it also relevant for other marketplaces or just Amazon? Well, like Amazon is, is, it's not comparable, I would say. Amazon is really um, making this game of, I need lower price for my customer for more than 10 years. You know, the others, they try yeah. to do it, but it's uh, just, I would say you, you should focus on, on this one marketplace, on, on Amazon in the terms of dynamic pricing. I don't know. I knew that some, sir, I know that some sellers are using dynamic pricing even on their website. So, you know, I think it's a really interesting area to, um, you know, to be into. But in our terms, the Amazon is, is the only one that makes sense because yep. Amazon has the biggest catalog. What we are also focused on is we just need, we, we are trying to connect as many EN or barcodes as possible through different markets. And we know that Amazon has the biggest catalog. So the, there is the biggest competition that is being, you know, met on, on particular products. The others, we are trying also Emac in Romania. We tried Mall Alza. We tried Kaufland in Germany. The competition, the, the, you know, the match or the clash of different sellers on one product is nothing compared to Amazon. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I fully agree to that, especially when you see the raising numbers um, of, of, of Amazon, yeah, especially since the start of the pandemic 2020, when um, everyone wanted to sell or needed to sell online. And a lot of people just went to Amazon, started selling goods there as well. And of course, a lot of buyers come to Amazon even more and more uh, when they were at home. And so the revenue exploded. Um, how did you face that 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 time through the through the pandemic? Um, have have you seen companies change the way they attempt to expand into new markets? Uh, like for us, we were quite lucky. You know, with uh, our customers went even triple up. You know, comparing year to year as the pandemic started, and it's still there's still some you know huge growth if you compare year to year or year compared before pandemic, and. Uh, yeah, and I was. We were re really lucky that we were focused on. We are focused, or we recommend our sellers. You know, first start to match the the existing Amazon catalog. There you find what products are there. How competitive are you? You can use the pricing, and then you can list your unique products. So as we were really focused on this first phase, we we could really uh, be able to onboard several sellers within several days or weeks because they didn't they didn't have to translate products they didn't have to you know match values of, of Amazon catalog and, and doing the listings unique listings which is also a huge topic how to how to be successful with their unique listings but as we are like mainly trying to spread uh, the, uh, the, the, the the potential and the visibility of your products through the existing catalog, we were able to to onboard some of the clients, some of the big clients, like big retailers with a lot of lot of uh, SKUs and a lot of EN codes, quite quickly. So we were on the winning side, I would say, and I'm happy. Awesome, about that. awesome, great! Congratulations on that. Um, Europe is uh, the, the companies in Europe are they are they more or less likely want to expand to the UK since the Brexit? Do you do you see that? So um, uh, with with your customers. That's a really interesting question because it it really happened so fast that like first I would say maybe three months nobody knew what what to do you know like yeah how we should sell there are we able to what taxes should we pay we we had troubles with returns because they wanted to you know uh, impose um, uh, uh, some taxes even on the returns so I think everybody. And it was very fast, you know, the decision yep. of the Brexit. So, so first uh, three months, nobody was selling there, and we are trying to establish them there again. But we had to work re really closely with our company for taxes and a logistic company. You know how this should be cleared and done. So I would say, yeah, the business is always, you know, uh, going through obstacles. So we are again trying to, you know. Uh, you know, launch this uh, this selling in the UK again, but it's client by client, and some of them are telling, "Hey guys, it, it's not worth for me." You know, being on the yeah, one single European mm -hmm. market, I, I don't want any troubles. I don't want to hire another accountant. I don't want to get into risk of of, and I don't want to change my processes. We are, it's for me. I would like to focus. I, I just, I just, I'm just deleting UK from my selling. Mm -hmm. countries because it's not worth and not worth the the earnings not worth the risk which i would 
recommend the opposite, but you know we are business oriented much more, and we don't bear the risk of you know bad VAT filling or something. So yeah, naturally we we are trying to you know push push it again so it's uh, living again. What what e-commerce solutions um, do you see using your customers? I think you just said you have run about 500 customers using your tool and and, uh, and 100 agency customers. Which e-commerce solutions are they using? Yes, in, in terms of these 500 customers, we are right now connected on the biggest uh, Czech e-commerce platform, which is called ShopTet. There are more than 20,000 sellers. So we started with them in quite an exclusive cooperation. And we are right now uh, uh, doing our own private Shopify connection, like like uh, I mean, like API connection. And of course, we are considering ThinkSpider for other for other oh, lovely e-commerce <laughs> solutions. Uh, like being an agency, it also it open up, opens out a lot of other possibilities with clients on on different e-commerce platforms. But generally, this this would be our approach. And in the terms of this one hundred. Customers of agencies, the Czech market is very much fragment, fr- fragmented. You know, it's like in Czech Republic, which I don't think is ideal. But if you are a bigger bigger seller, you probably has you you probably have a known e-commerce solution where you are programming the thing. Mm. You, you are not using Magento or, or or Shopify Plus. You know, I mean, like Shopify Plus. There are many, maybe two web stores with Shopify Plus in the Czech Republic. So I think this will also change through the time, but yep. we are very specific. And if, if uh, and our advantage in terms of these bigger companies with own solutions is that we, we are really flexible and we can you know set up and, and make some support also with connecting them. And it's, all, no, it's not only about web stores. They need uh, ERP connection. They need uh, accounting connection. So they are using our API uh, to make that, to make it, and on the way as agency we might be supportive in in, in this mm-hmm. technical connection. And w- what we say to them is, "Hey guys, just connect once to our platform, and we open you a new marketplace every every three months, and we guide you through that." Awesome, that's nice, a great approach, um, and. <laughs> Well, how important so automation is very important for you and for your customers. Um, what what role does automation play in your own operations? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I love automated. I, I love it. You know, I, I mean, yep. I, I try to push it through our core values of the company and and to innovate on every every part of a company. If this is what you are asking, so yeah. we, we are using we are like, like right now. Uh, experimenting with some no-code platforms, how we can you know make the things faster and easier. That's why we. I'm also really open to to join uh, ThinkSpider, and uh, yeah, we are basically on a whole companies on Google Google Apps. Uh, we use a lot of auto process automatization. I mean, and and in, in, in like writing our own manuals and processes, but I'm really open to that. And it's all, always a clash, you know, with developers because they always, they, they are not very adaptive to new technology. If I, as a, as a founder is, I'm introducing into my company. So they always says, no, 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 don't bring it. 
we, we will program it. It's just one one day. No, it's never one day. And it's, it's never one day. It's, no, it's, it's never. Support. So, <laughs> yeah. so I'm, I'm trying to make this company really open and, and, and for a new technology because we, are, we cannot be best in everything. But yeah, it's like it's, it's, the, it's never a never-ending effort, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when do you recommend someone to automate something? So is there a specific um, repetitive task? Um, how often should it repeat before you say, um, come on, this is something you need to automate? Is there any rule that you follow? I mean, are you asking me at my company or what I'm um, In general, what, what do you recommend in terms of automation? At what, at what point um, do you recommend someone to automate something? It depends, you know, it really depends on the company because if um, we are, uh, we get, if I'm, I'm talking to one of the biggest of our clients and I'm telling them, hey guys, we've got a new marketplace for you, but we are not able to deliver you orders as we are delivering from other platforms. Are you okay if it's in uh, spreadsheets? And if you are open for, um, if you are open for that, you say, okay, guys, if there are 100, if there's 100 orders a month, I need this to be automated. But some of them are telling, no, I'm entering when you are doing this exactly as you are sending out different orders. So I would say it's, uh, I mean, in through the API and through our automated process, which we've invested so much with you as Expander. So I think it's, I, I, I cannot say which, which approach is better. Uh, sometimes better, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, guys, so before we do this integration, let's just try if there's any sales. If, because the worst thing is that you do integration to a platform and there is no sales, literally. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> would we, be horrible. <laughs> yeah, we, we had a fail with Amac, I would say, in yeah. Romania, because we made the integration and, and they said, okay, guys, so if you're not a Romanian company, you cannot sell uh, uh, fulfilled by merchant. You need to get a product into our stock. I mean, like uh, they're fulfilled by Amac, something like fulfilled Amazon. So it was yep. like, okay, we should we should have seen this coming. And so we we invested so much into automation, and it didn't bring brought us like business results. Of course, yeah, yeah. they yeah. they are really open to willing willing and talk to about exceptions and about others. SLAs than uh, than 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 uh, other SLAs than uh, than just you know get the products to Romania. So yeah, really it's like it's like shopping in Austria. You also need to be an Austrian vendor to get your products listed, and that's that's hard if you do where, such an integration. Where is yeah. listed where? Uh, in in shopping, shopping is the Austrian marketplace. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah it's very but nice. I, I think very, it's very little Amazon. <laughs> Yeah, but I would say it's a little bit against the EU, EU uh, legislation. <laughs> but yeah. let's keep it like that, you know, because it's kind of a discrimination. I mean, uh, we can deliver to Austrian and Romanian seller at the same time as as Romanian. Yeah, seller. absolutely. It should not be on domicile of a seller because there should not be any barriers yeah. for 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 anyone selling anywhere so i think this is um yeah we, we should make we, we are in an open EU. world yeah we should make you one market the sooner we make it the yeah. better e-commerce would be so yeah. this is our mission <laughs> Now, um, Adam, tell me a bit. So last question for the day. Um, um, tell me a bit about who has taught you the most about e-commerce in your career, especially 
uh, as I've seen, you've studied law, um, and, yeah. and 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 <laughs> that would be very interesting. Uh, wow, that's a good question. I'm uh, I, I'm I don't think there was anybody. I I, I had to go. Uh, I, I, I know it's sad, but I had to go through all it by myself. I was I was awesome. a pioneer in e-commerce. Yeah, well, you do it since fifteen years, so uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, um, the, the valid answer for that is Google. <laughs> Yeah, it's Google, and and yeah. and I must say that after like ten years of doing business, the there was a huge impact of of seeing what marketplaces can do. I was in London on conference, and I was like, okay, so this is this is the environment like globally. So there's not there there will not be nothing like there there will not be anything like Austrian e-commerce or Czech e-commerce. They'll come marketplaces are coming. It was a, it was a channel advisor uh, it was a channel advisor conference. Channel advisor is like I, you probably know them. They are the biggest, the yep. biggest yeah biggest multi multi channel software. Uh, they are IPO'd on, in the US, and it was the CEO of them. And it was it was in a theme of Games of Thrones, you know. And he made every marketplace. I mean, one nation of Games of Thrones series. So he said, "Hey guys, these are the battles." And as I saw this environment, I said. We need to get into this uh, before it just is. It, it will eat us. So I was lucky, and uh, I didn't know five years ago it would get this dynamics and accelerations, even in in the Central Europe. Yeah. So so I would say maybe Jeff Bezos learned learned me a lot of uh, through his Amazon approach, and it was very refreshing after ten years of doing web stores. You know seeing how uh, marketplaces are dominating. So this yeah. is something which, which is, and it's driving all, all, all my colleagues here in company that we can work with. Uh, we can learn from Amazon, Shopify. It's something wonderful. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. I can fully agree to all you said. And uh, I'm very happy that you talked to me today. It was uh, a pleasure. Um, and yeah, um, as, as Adam said, Take a look at those marketplaces. See how you can get listed there. How to synchronize the products. Expando can help you with that to to get your products um, uh, there. The orders back. Um, manage everything centrally and save some time. Um, and especially also consider repricing. Um, it's it's really a powerful tool to get you into the buy box, which is uh, important if you want to get more revenue. It's not ex necessarily always being the cheapest. It's also a a way to being, um, let's say, um, 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 when you already have a cheap price or the cheapest price and you get the gap between the next product um, uh, price um, and, 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 and add additional revenue to your, to your pricing strategy. So if you're already selling on marketplaces, do not use uh, and did not use repricing so far, try and get that, um, see, see how it goes uh, and get an extra revenue. Okay, um, thank you very much. Adam, was a pleasure. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Uh, cheers, everybody. Bye. And that's it for this episode of the Ecom Ops Podcast. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and interview more e-commerce operations experts, please search for Ecom Ops Podcast in your favorite podcast listening app and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time. 